Welcome to a special edition of The Drive. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson, and we are live from Steelers OTAs here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, where the Steelers are now, uh, on, uh, what is this, OTA number eight? Number is eight, yeah. Hard to believe. We've got one more left of these, and we got mini camp next week. And, well, then the Steelers are off until training camp. Uh, Matt, we're joined by a special guest now, uh, Mike Persuda of the uh, Steelers uh, radio network and the DVE morning show. And, uh, Mike, uh, what are you seeing out here? Well, first things first, if you guys are here every day, and you are. Sure. Because you're relentless that way. <laughs> yes. Is it really a special edition? I was wondering that myself. Well, you know, Larry Ogunjobi talked True yesterday enough. about consistency being the key to greatness. Yes. I think it's just another edition right. okay. of the great drive. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. And I th- I'm <laughs> counting OT number n- OTA number nine because the go-kart stuff was a team activity. Okay, but we weren't oh. allowed to see it. So no, but nor would we have wanted to. <laughs> nor would we have wanted to. Yeah. Breaking that one down. Yeah. So I just wanted to. <laughs> he really you know, drives the cart well. Well, clear the air there, Mike. Since we have the triple take crew here together, how how far along are you on your guards and center draft uh, prospects for next year? Are you on top of that yet? I have not <laughs> thought about any of that stuff. I will tell you this though: I've ordered my tickets. I will be in attendance uh, in early September in Charlotte, North Carolina, for nice. the for the Duke's Mayo Bowl Classic. Oh, cool! Between UNC and South Carolina, and I will be watching that quarterback. Okay, UNC. very cool. There you nice. go. You're on, you're further along than I am. Then I'll be <laughs> drinking a lot of beer too. But. <laughs> Does that count as a scouting trip if you're drinking beer? Can you uh, can you write that, that off in your taxes? According to the IRS, it's gonna. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> You're doing some serious work down there. No, I got my stepson list down there, and uh, I went a couple years ago to the Georgia Clemson game. Okay. Had a blast. And then last year, I got a nephew in Columbus. He's a Buckeye, but I still talk to him. <laughs> we, we went to Ohio State Notre Dame. So I've started a family tradition of it's a good one. A big time college game on Labor Day weekend. Nice. Since That's right the Steelers up there. are so kind to play that last preseason game on a Thursday, and then kind of. Yeah. Clear, the, clear the deck. So basically, it's your it's the pursuit of family and extended family takes Mike to a game and gets him drunk. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you do some scouting just in case <laughs> the IRS is, you know, listen. <laughs> kind of like your Frozen Four trip, right? I mean, you have very a couple much, traditions going very on. Very much like the Frozen Four trip. Excellent stuff. So, Mike, we, we've seen the Steelers uh, this offseason, and they've continued this in recent weeks, add to this roster. Um, and, and not just adding dudes, but adding – veteran depth I've kicked this around in my head and I don't know I can't think of any situations in in at least recent memory where they've had a team that's as deep as this one do you, do you agree with that I mean you've covered this as long yeah. longer than I have I mean potentially we got to see some yeah. hitting but mm-hmm. everything we see and talk about now gets an asterisk I hope people appreciate that right but yeah for early June absolutely I'm I'm with you uh it's funny the, the comings and goings are such that I was out here last week and I saw number 25 running around and I checked my roster and there was no number 25. So I made a mental note that, hey, when you get out of the locker room, find out who that guy is. And I forgot to do that. And lo and behold, there's a different 25 this week. So there I guess, you go. I guess <laughs> yeah. I didn't need to. But, uh, you know, no stone unturned, a wise churning. man once yeah. said. Keep churning. I always warn people that even, I mean, all 32 teams right now, it's the, the optimistic period. I mean, every one of those draft picks is going to hit. Everyone's going to come back from injuries and be fine, you know, all those things. But I have a hard time criticizing this offseason for this team. I mean, the draft kind of fell better than expected. I understand the free agency plan. I mean, I'm pretty impressed with where they are from now, again, in June, from where they were when the season ended. I, I would give it 
two, I don't want to say complaints, but uh, maybe two little asterisks mm-hmm. attached to that. I thought the draft was great, but the information I was getting on Darnell Washington, the reason he went where he went and not in the first round or the neighborhood of the first round, uh, people around the league are afraid he's going to be a one-contract guy because they don't, they're not sure his knees are going to hold yeah, up. Yeah. Okay, well, sure. get, get this team to a Super Bowl, and that's okay. Help get this team to a Super Bowl. Right. And I was a little surprised they didn't draft a wide receiver. Really? Um, that's just such a position where you can – I think it's like Corey. You can never have enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Allen Robinson's got a chance to pay off. Uh, Calvin Austin's got a chance to pay off. What if they don't or what if there are injuries? Not here. And I guess Trice is along those lines too, but he's a seventh rounder. He's not a third. You know what I mean? You're yeah, getting you better, know, that's you know? funny you bring him up because I watched a lot of 10 Big Ten. Right, right, right. I watched right. a lot of Big Ten ball. I don't know if I've ever mentioned no, that. No, no, really? really? To you guys. Hmm, surprised. Do you, do you favor team? <laughs> pure objective analysis. I, I knew of him, and then I kind of forgot about him going into the draft because we spent so much time on our shows talking about the, the top-end top corners or, yeah. because the Steelers were so corner-focused, yeah. at least as we perceived it and as it turned out to be. And I'm trying to figure out why this kid went in the seventh round. Um, I love the uh, Mike Tomlin avatar reference. You know, he calls him – he calls Trice and Joey Porter Jr. his avatar corner. You know, <laughs> they're really tall. They're really lean. Yeah. They got – you know, it's hard to throw over an avatar deep. <laughs> Absolutely. And then they fly those things around with the wings. So what are you going to do with that? Yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, even that guy, I don't think he's an afterthought pick on the seventh round. No. Initially, I wanted a quarterback there, mm-hmm. but then I didn't know Rudolph was coming back at that point. So, I'm okay Same. with that. Yeah, I don't think they planned on taking two corners. It's like, we have to take this guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the values, you just got to take it sometimes, and that's just the way it goes. I was disappointed. I talked to him the other day. And I wanted to see if he ever covered Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm. And he said he was hurt when they played Ohio State two years ago. They didn't play this past year. Oh, so okay. That would have been a fun tape to go back and uh, yeah, any of the Ohio State receivers. And then I hear yeah. what he had to say about doing it. But he didn't. They so. didn't. Yeah. Well, he covered all those other great Big Ten receivers. Yeah, there's Harrison and then there's everybody else. <laughs> everybody else yeah. Did you ask him what he did against your, your guy from uh, I did not. I, we had a tough day against him uh, last two years. Um, so he probably did pretty well. I would think so. I remember watching that game, actually, now that I think about it. Although, as, as I recall, it was more we couldn't stop them. Yeah. Particularly yeah. two years ago, it was one of those shootout games. We had just beaten uh, Michigan, so, of course, we went and lost to Purdue because that's how we roll. That's, I mean, that's a classic uh, letdown game. Yeah, and I'm okay with that, actually. <laughs> yeah, as long as you beat Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're going to beat Michigan, I don't care who we lose to the next week. <laughs> Unless, well. Yeah, tough you, game. Yeah, it was. Did you hear we beat Michigan last week? <laughs> Still happy. Mike, obviously so much of this season for the Steelers, I mean, despite the, the roster looking like it's pretty deep everywhere, everything depends on Kenny Pickett. It does. I mean, I, I just you can't get past that. And I think, you know, to expand on that, um, everything depends on the offense trying to score. Let me mm-hmm. put it. Let me put it in simple terms. Uh, this, um, you know, I don't so, think they were trying not to score last. Well, year, I think they were. You try- don't score until you score. I think they were trying not to turn the ball over more, right. more no, than they right. were trying to score. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I, I think they were conservative toward that end to a fault. And I think they got to open it up. They got to mm-hmm. put the pedal down. They got to throw the damn thing with a purpose this year. Uh, and I think they will. Everything we've heard since the season ended has led me to believe that that will be the case. And everything we saw from Kenny Pickett last year leads us to believe that he's more trustable this year mm-hmm. and he can be, take it over, kid, do your thing. 
Uh, they went out and got uh, more weapons. Uh, I think they're going to be good offense. I, I talked with uh, Connor Hayward a week or so ago. And, uh, Where did he go to school? He went to Michigan State oh, University. Mm-hmm. All right. okay. uh, that's the school, in case you're wondering, uh, that's the school that beat Pitt a couple years ago in the Peach Bowl. Okay. So all these we references, we're talking about the Spartans, just for any new listeners out there. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> they want to be top three yards game, top three points per game, top three yak. Uh, you know, it's kind of stuff that gets thrown around in the spring. I don't, right. know, I don't know if that stuff is attainable, but I don't expect them to be 24th, 28th, 27th in the various statistical categories. You remember, Dale, when Bill Cower was here and they threw to get the lead and right. then ran throw to, to run, Throw early to run late. Throw to score, run to win. Yeah. Works for me. I, I think they have the team to do that. I think they do, too. I think you got a team that, that, that looks like it could be very physical on both sides of the ball in the trenches. Uh, and I know there are some people out there that don't think that that plays in today's NFL. What was the score of the AFC Championship game last Correct. year? Correct. The, the, the leading... Uh, the, the team that averaged the most points in the game last year was the Kansas City Chiefs at 28 and change. They had more games where they were under 30 points last year than they were over. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's the leader. That's the, that's the best offense in the I league. I think you're playing in Kansas City in J- late January. You're playing in Cincinnati. You're playing in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You're playing in Buffalo. It's going to be 23-20. It's not going to be 51-48. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah mean, you, you, that's a big thing, you know, the difference to me between now, the Now, September AFC and, and October, NFC. maybe you need to have that in your DNA where if you have to, right. you can get in a track meet. Right. But you don't want that to be the signature. You don't want that to be the expectation. You don't want that to be mandatory. I think want, the Bills are learning that. Yeah. You I want was to about be, to bring them up. Right. Yeah. You want to be able to win those physical, tough, bad weather games, run the ball When games. it matters most. Yeah. yeah not the September ones. Keep right. Pat Mahomes standing on the sideline while you grind clock and, and do those kind of things because – you know, if you, if you look at the AFC versus the NFC, the NFC's got all the domes and all that, that stuff. The, mm-hmm. the AFC is still a lot of, yeah. you know, Even old the West school. Coast teams yeah. are like Denver in the snow. Right, you yeah. know, right. You you're, know. you're just not getting, you're not getting away from that in the AFC. No. I, I agree, and I think they're approaching it the right way. It's not um, – they're not opposed to improving the passing game. In fact, they very much want to do Absolutely. that. But they don't want to do it and ignore the running game. And I, I thought they're – is resurgence too strong a word for the second half of last season? No, I don't think I it think is. That's true. <laughs> Whatever that was, that was deeply rooted in their ability to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I always explain it this way. Like, I think the first half of the season was a disaster and maybe predictably <laughs> so. That's you not know? too strong a word. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, I mean, we all watched it. You know, oh, it wasn't God. pretty at all. Rookie quarterback. Remember that Philly game? Oh, oh my. Awful. Man. Awful. But I think post by when you tell the Kenny Pickett story when it's all done or this version of the Steelers when it's all done, that was when the, the foundation of the house was poured. You know, the second half of the season, now there's this concrete base to build on. And well, they found the, a contractor to actually do some work. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the story of the year. Yeah, the first was, lear- first was learning, and this isn't working against tough teams. And the second half of the season was, okay, we've got something to build on. That, that can't be it enough, but that's a good start. Yeah, physically you saw that. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the bookends I like to use are the Miami game where Pickett was given two chances to win it late, mm-hmm. and he threw two picks. Yeah. And then against the Raiders and the Ravens, he was given chances to win the game at the end, and he won both games. And I don't know, maybe I'm getting a little too romantic about it, but I've been covering the Steelers a long time. I have unbelievable appreciation uh, for that Steelers-Ravens thing, and I'm so happy I've gotten to see as many of those oh. games as I have. 
And if you're going to be the Steelers quarterback, I'm sorry, you got to be a lot of things. You got to be able to go into Baltimore and win. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, That's yeah. got to be on the list. Yeah, and you got to do it. Their defense after they got Roquan Smith. Don't tell me about soft and schedule and all that. They were statistically as good as anybody after they got Roquan. Flying around, yeah. And playing in weather in Baltimore late in the year with circumstances. Mm -hmm. And he got it done. And don't forget the field goal drive that preceded the touchdown drive. They needed two scores in the fourth quarter. That was a long field goal drive, and then they didn't score, and then they got it back, and they scored again. Against Uh, that team and and that – with. You know, you know what that is. It's a knockdown, yeah. drag-out fight yeah. every time. Maybe I'm simplifying it. That's That showed me Kenny Pickett's the guy. Yeah, right. I don't think you're getting too romantic about it. I okay. mean, I think that's yeah. steps I, as a rookie quarterback. You know, that's what you want to see. Out, right, he'll right. figure out the rest. He knows how to go yeah. to Baltimore and win. Mm-hmm. The that's, interesting thing about it, Mike, is, is I went back and I, I looked this up. It was actually in my five for Friday last week or the week before. Did you come up with five because it's illiterate for I always, Friday? I always five for Friday, yeah. Like if you did that on Thursdays, would it be uh, ten for Thursday? Or right. I guess, yeah. I mean, but you could have yeah. snuck away with four. That's why I do it on Friday because it's five. Five. Yeah, could have done five. four for Friday. I could have done four for Friday. <laughs> you could have taken the easy I way out. I could have done free for Friday. But that's <laughs> <laughs> Fifty for Friday. Um, so, anyways, I looked it up. So last year, everybody's talking about the, the, that. Now, the reason I bring that up is we used to have a thing in a paper I used to work for, and I had to do three keys to the game. Yes. And I used to say, well, what if there's two? What if there's seven? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, why does it have to be three? They said, it just does. That's You pick a number and you go with it. This is how the media sausage is made. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the schedule, the Steelers' schedule this year, everybody talked about the Steelers taking advantage of a soft schedule down the stretch last year. The team's finished with a winning percentage of, I'm going to say, 462, the teams that they played in the second half of the season. The teams that they played this season finished last year with a 470 winning percentage overall. You're not playing at Buffalo. You're not playing at Philadelphia, at Cincinnati. You know, all those games that they played early in the season that, that you know, they stumbled on, not in the Cincinnati game, but Eagles very well could right, have, yeah. uh, at Miami. You're not playing that schedule this year. You're playing basically the second half schedule of what you did last year. So why can't you go out there and do what you did last year and, and pound the rock and beat these teams? Reasonable theory. I mean, it, now the one thing you have to keep in mind is I think it's between 40 and 50, 55% of that playoff uh, party turns over every year. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't know at this point who those teams are going to be. But the Steelers were one of the non-qualifiers. That didn't make it. Yeah. So they might be better. They could be than, one of those teams that get in. people think they are. Yeah. There are always surprises. Uh, I'll throw one more cherry on top of that Sunday, Dale. Uh, if you have to play San Francisco, would you rather do it week one or week 11? Yeah, we talk right. about that a lot. Yeah, Earlier the better. And you get them first week. Their, yeah. quarter, their, quarterback. their quarterback situation is unsettled no matter who right. plays. Yeah. I mean, even if it's Purdy, would he have taken any preseason snaps? Right. I mean, we saw Burrow up, do that. The guy week coming one off too. the injury right. and all that. So, yeah, it lines up pretty well. And I think they are uh, well-peopled and well-positioned. I'm Again, I, I want to see what happens at St. Vincent. But – I don't Hopefully know why they, you would not be really optimistic on this team at, at this time of the year here on, what is it, June 7th? Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything yeah. that they've done, they, they've added to this roster. They won nine games last year when, they, you know, that wasn't the expectation, certainly not after that, that start. Yeah. And they've made this team better. Like, I, I just don't – I don't understand how they're, they're getting uh, – to me, they're getting a little slept on. I understand that, you know, the Jets went out and got Aaron Rodgers and these teams did that yeah. and that mm-hmm. team. But this team, again, won nine games last year and got better. I'm the same way. And, I, and you mentioned the schedule. I think the schedule is really favorable to put a, put wins together. The thing that worries me is nothing to do with this organization. It's stuff that's outside their control. It's a division in the conference. It's nasty. It is. <laughs> but 
aren't I don't have any numbers off the top of my head to back this up, but I always count on the north part of the schedule being three and three ish. The whole division mm-hmm. was three and three yeah. last year. Yeah, and yeah. I know everybody in the AFC North last year went three and three yeah. in the division. Yeah. We that could happen about, again for sure. We were talking about the Ravens thing a little while ago. It's similar the rivalries of Cincinnati and Cleveland mm-hmm. are They'll probably pretty, split. Pretty <laughs> you know, right? yeah, So yeah. yeah, so even if somebody's struggling, they go into the other team's house and win. We've seen that a million times mm-hmm. in this division. So that's to, true. To expect, oh, we're in a tough division. They're going to go one and five or zero oh and six in those games. Doesn't but happen. I'm just not seeing that. Yeah, it just doesn't happen unless you're Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and, and, you know, I, don't, I expect them to be better. The Browns. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati is what it is. Baltimore is a traditional organizational type team that figures it out at least to a minimum standard. So let's assume everybody goes three and three again, and then it's going to be won or lost. Uh, and the other eleven outside. games don't yeah. look that bad. Yeah, the interesting, <laughs> right. the, the other interesting thing about that schedule, Mike, is last year, the reason that they didn't get in, the reason that they were the number eight team in the AFC, is because they lost to Miami. They lost conference to New stuff, yeah. Their conference record was awful. Yeah. You look at who they play in the conference this year. None of those teams, like you're playing Houston, you're playing Tennessee, you're playing Indianapolis. You're not playing Miami, yeah. uh, the Jets, uh, the, the Chargers, and those, those other teams that you think you're going to be in the mix with. So you don't have to worry about head-to-head tiebreakers, but you also get all those those chances to stack victories against what should be the, the dregs of the AFC. Yeah, and just having it figured out quicker this year. You said yeah. they hit the ground yeah, yeah. running. Like, the Miami game was real winnable. Now, I mentioned Pickett's problems at the end of that game. They also dropped, what, four interceptions? The New England game was winnable. Uh, yeah. The Jets game was really winnable. Yeah. Those early season yeah. games, they found ways to lose. I don't think they're going to do that this year. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so no, either. I, I do think – I thought last year the Jets were really starting to put together a roster. And I think Aaron Rodgers still has juice. I don't know how that's going to work out. But mm-hmm. if I'm them – and I haven't won the Super Bowl since Namath. I'm rolling those dice, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, then they do stuff like they canceled their mini camp this week. Did they? Yeah. They just can't. Eh, we're just not going to do it. Well, are you kidding me? I think it's worth the rolling the dice for them, too. But it could also be a disaster. You know, it, who knows? It could, but, but it's worth it but for I, them. But I could see that working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their defense is good. Other teams that, you know. Well, you're not expecting it's a it's uh, a Tom Brady oh, yeah. to Tampa type situation where oh yeah you know, the quarterback situation was so bad last year the quarterback situation in Tampa before Brady got there was so bad yeah that if you just get average quarterback play out of it you should mm-hmm. be a much better team so those are there are X number of teams like that out there that you know in November we're having a different conversation oh what are these guys doing at ten and four or whatever they are right. yeah you know eight and three um, it's it's gonna be fun to see it play out but I I, I Pittsburgh has done everything I think uh, it could have been expected to do to try to take that next step. Yeah. I mean, if this radio setup was at the in New York with the Jets, Miami, Jacksonville, and we were working closely with those teams, I bet we'd be pretty optimistic too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, watching Trevor Lawrence every day and Aaron Rodgers, and like, oh, this team could be pretty good. Yeah. Baltimore. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and even the Browns, right. They, I mean, Cleveland has expectations right. every year. whether Every year, whether it's, it's realistic or, or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, There's a lot of good teams out there. Like, I can remember going up there that when they first came back into the league and we sit down in the press box. It's their first game back in the league, and they had a, a, the, their PR people put out a, a sheet listing everybody's prediction, their, the, all their local media's predictions for that first season. You saw nine and seven. You saw ten and six. Yeah. I'm like, are these people out of their minds? <laughs> right. Like, well, I, I will say this for their local media, getting a team back for the first time. In oh, it's very years, exciting. I get it. I wasn't going to be the guy to say <laughs> two and fourteen. You know, if I was working, yeah, right, right, oh right. yeah, hey, they could do eight games. Sure. sure. 
I mean, be lucky if they win three games. Nobody's going to come at you, Dale, if you predict a winning record. That's true. And then they win one game. Nobody's going to say, oh, you thought we were going to be good. You're a jerk. They, they only do that when you say they're going to stink and they play well. Right. No, I get it. I so get you got to play the game a little bit. You know? A little bit. More I... media sausage being made here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a good trick. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. Our guest has been Mike Pursuta of the DVE Morning Show and the Steelers Radio Network. We appreciate Mike coming in to, to sit down and give us some uh, information here on eh, – we haven't talked to Mike since the triple take stuff yeah, yeah. ended there. So, uh, But he is Matt Williamson. I'm you, there's a tight end out of Purdue. I really like – No, we'll get into him. <laughs> <laughs> we are live from the Steelers. You know where there's the a tight end is Georgia. That's my draft. I've heard. Oh, he's That's my draft yeah. front yeah. so far. There okay. you go. And quarterback <laughs> at USC. The guy here was the second best tight end in yeah. Georgia last year. Yeah, hard yeah. to believe. You might like the quarterback at NC. I think you'll enjoy your he trip might be there okay. too. He might be okay. Uh, we're gonna take a break. You're listening to our ongoing Steelers uh, coverage here, live from Steelers OTAs on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lawley. He is Matt Williamson, and this is a the drive. I'm not going to say special edition, Mike. Yeah, it's not so special anymore. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's special when we actually it's get on the air. Always special, but <laughs> <laughs> which we've done all this week, and so we're we're not going to call it. Uh, anyway, so uh, looking here at uh, Pro Football Focus, Matt. Oh. And they have their edge rankings. Now. Oh, have they? I've been kind of on the edge of my seat for that one. They've done the, the top ones. 32. Okay. They went 32 deep on their edge rush. Boy, it's a good group in the league right it now. It really is. And, and this kind of gives you a little idea of how good it is. Because yeah. number 32 on the pro football focus edge rushers list is Alex Highsmith. Okay. I was actually sitting here going, I wonder if he'll make it. I think he would be in my top 32. I mean, that's a hard thing to just project off the top of right, my head. Yeah. Um, I think he's very worthy. Uh, the way you said that, I thought maybe you even thought maybe he should be higher, and I think there's probably an argument for that. So I'm interested who the the five ahead of him right, are and those type of things too. But he's legit. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm very sold on him. Yeah, um, and of course, you know, the Steelers talking contract with him uh, this mm-hmm. off season. We'll see where that goes. But if we always talk about Batman and Robin. Yeah, and. Robin's a superhero, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he might not be the, the, the Hall of Fame superhero. He's not Superman, but Robin's all right. And I think Highsmith's better than just a Robin at this yeah. point, you know? Well, especially so they have they have these guys broken down into tiers. So okay. that's this uh, Highsmith is in tier five, which Fair tells enough. you about how many. The league's insane right yeah, now with these guys. Good yeah. edge rushers there are. 31 is Cameron Jordan. Wow. We talked about him yesterday on best players over 30 years of age. And neither one of us thought he was a Hall of Famer, but I didn't think he was far off the Calais Campbell, Cam Hayward tier in I mean, terms he's of go careers. Over 100, 100, I think he might oh. already be over 100 sacks for his I mean, career. There's a lot of Cameron Jordan jerseys in New Orleans, oh, and he's yeah. going to be in the ring of honor, and he's still playing extremely yeah. well. He's and he'll a really get, good player. He'll get a push for the Hall oh, of Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. he'll be on the list. I mean, he's not a traditional bend the edge Von Miller guy, you yeah. know I mean? But I think you would have to lump him with the edges. Uh, number 30 is Brandon Graham, another guy that we talked about. Similar. Yeah. Similar. I mean, he's a ring of honor eagle type, yeah. you know, one of their better all-time edge guys. The thing Still about that well. is, is less Graham, is asked of him than Highsmith, though. Yeah, and Graham's career high was 12, is 12 sacks, which he had last year. Mm. And Highsmith had more. And Highsmith had more. He's younger. And he's also not playing with four other great edge rushers, yeah, right. especially when TJ was out, you know. So, yeah, I thought high, more was asked of Highsmith. 29 is Gregory Rousseau. Okay. I mean, I would not have – he would, would be last of the guys put, I mentioned. I couldn't put him ahead of Highsmith. No. I mean, everyone we brought up, he would be 32. Yeah. 
But he's ascending. I mean, he's doing some good things. They need more consistency from him. 28, Josh Sweat with the Eagles now. Another one that's a very good player, but, it, you know, he plays 50% of the snaps. Yeah. yeah I mean, that helps I a can't lot. put those guys ahead of a guy yeah. that plays 900 or 1,000 snaps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're impressive can't. snaps. Yeah. And they had 70 sacks last year in Philly. I mean, yeah. they also played with the lead a lot. Yeah, I mean, Highsmith is, belongs in this neighborhood, but I'm not sure Sweat and uh, who's the one we just talked Rousseau. about? Rousseau. Rousseau are quite to that level. Yeah. Uh, and then 27 is Sam Hubbard with the Bengals. I respect his game. I mean, he plays a lot of snaps. He does the dirty work. I just don't think he's dynamic as any of these guys we mentioned. No, I, I, mean, I, I don't see it. I mean, these are they're going off of their grades and I know. projections yeah, yeah. and stuff. And that's, you know, we could argue that all day long. Sure, sure. I Tier, mean, he's a good player. Yeah. He's a starter. But, yeah. Tier 4, 26 is Chase Young. I don't know where I'd rank him. I, I don't know where you put him either. What do you do with that guy? Like, if, we, if you're doing this two years ago, he's probably in Tier 2. Right. You and know? people are talking about he's the one most likely to jump to Tier 1 and all that. Yeah. Then they don't pick up his fifth-year option. I mean, that's where right. they're at on the guy. I mean, so injuries, obviously. But he wasn't playing great before that. Yeah, I, I, right. I don't know where you put him. But I guess that's about right. 25 is Randy Gregory. Uh, yeah. A little bit hard to trust, but a really good football player yeah. and disruptive. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. 24 is Danico Autry. With the Doesn't teams. get any respect. No. I mean, I bet there's people out there going, who's Who? he play for? Yeah. What's he up to? Consistent. He's really easy to count on, but yeah. not super dynamic. Uh, 23 is Josh Uche. Hmm. I can't put him that high. I would have him in the Highsmith neighborhood yeah. more so than tier above. I know on a – He's, I'm a, a, I haven't he's read more these. of a hustle sack guy. Yeah. I do know on a per-snap basis his production's really high, but he's another one that's a rotational player. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he couldn't do what Highsmith does Set the snap edge after consistently snap. And, I mean, I think yeah. Uche's like 235. Yeah. I mean, he's not a heavy guy. 22 is Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. I mean, he had a good rookie year. Yeah. I think people are a little too excited about him. So I think he's a tier four. I'm glad he's not in the yeah. top three tiers. Good player. 21 is John Franklin Myers with the Jets. Another guy nobody talks about. Yeah. I mean, he's a, a very valuable member. So I'm a real nerd, and I went to Pro Football Reference, and I, I looked at pressures, sacks, blitz rate, and the Jets were really the most impressive pass rushing team in terms of not having to blitz to create havoc. Yeah. And he's one of many that are part of that. You know, he's a quality member of a good pass rush that brings four time and time again. 20 is Shaq Barrett with the Bucks. I would say declining. Definitely declining. Yeah. You could probably might be able to say that about this next guy as well. Mm-hmm. 19 is Demarcus Lawrence. Probably. Probably on the downward He's slope. becoming Robin quickly. Yeah. I mean, of course, Micah Parsons' name is going to come up here high on the list. Uh, going into Tier 3. I bet this is when it gets to be this is more, pretty loaded. Yeah, there's some more guys on here, though, that are on the, the, really? the downside. At least as I see it. Matthew Jude on it, 18. Mm, I'm a fan. I, I, I like his game. Yeah. There are people that talk about him like he's in the, the, the Miles Garrett, TJ yeah, right, right, right. That's not the case at all. And there definitely are people out there that are way too high on him because I don't think, you know, it said the word dynamic before. It's not a word I would use to describe him. But, boy, he does all the dirty work for Belichick and inside stunts to free people up and yeah. plays the run and physical. Well, he's a good player. You yeah, take him yeah. on your team in a heartbeat. But oh, he's, sure. not, he's not elite. No, no, no. Uh, 17. 
Well, this is interesting that they put this guy here. Uh, Zadarius Smith, who's now with the Browns. Again, I, I'll bring it up uh, as I did in their last ten games last year for the Vikings. I think he had three sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, their defense like, he was just a disaster. Um, and he's thirty. I think he's, he's a up in age player. too. Yeah, I mean, people weren't banging down the door to add him on their team. I, I mean, mean plus the Browns a seventh round draft pick. Everyone knew he was available for yeah. months. I mean, remember he was like holding out and demanding a trade and all that, and then it finally happened and. Didn't cost much, and obviously his contract and injury history is something. But then the Browns redid the contract to make it cheaper for them. Like uh, anybody could have done that. Yeah, I mean he's hard to play against. Like you know, if you line up against the Browns, they're better with him. But he could be a cap casualty in a year two or something like that too. You know, Uh, sixteen is Montez Sweat with the Commanders. No one talks about him. I mean, he's like the the fourth of the first. He was supposed to be Robin. Yeah, right, right, right. And he's had a better two years than Chase Young has. I mean, yeah. he, he was another great tester, freaky athlete that we see coming in the league like crazy. Uh, number 15, Josh Allen with the Jags. Yeah, he's coming on pretty well, too. I mean, a little more finesse than you would like, but a lot of ability. I mean, he was a top six or seven pick, too, yeah. and he's starting to hit his stride. People were talking about Walker, but Allen's the much better player right now. 14 is Jalen Phillips with the Dolphins. He's one of my favorites. I think he'll be. 10 or 8 next year. A little more size than some of these guys. Yeah. Loved them coming out of school. Uh, he's been really good for them. 13 is Khalil Mack. I can't put Khalil Mack I don't know Mack what to do with him. Right. Again, another declining player. Yeah, not nearly as disruptive as he used to be. Um, I think they knew that, saying, hey, we'll team him with Bosa, and that's a really good tag team. But then Bosa misses all that time, and Khalil Mack shows that he's not quite Batman anymore either. Hall of Famer? I think he's got a strong case, but close. Might yeah. need another good year. Probably needs to add a little bit more. Ten more resume. sacks or 20 more sacks, or, you know. Twelve is Brian Burns with the Panthers. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, some of these teams, and I think the Steelers absolutely qualify. How often do you get to play with the lead, you, you yeah. know, and really pad your stats and rush the pass? Well, I mean, that's what was so impressive about what, what T.J. Watt did a couple of years yeah. ago. Is yeah. like, he had all those sacks, and they're playing a bunch of one-score games. Yeah, the article I wrote this week was sort of around that and, and that spreadsheet I created about how it was down this year. But another point, though, is they led the league, what, five years in a row in sacks? Yeah. They weren't playing. I mean, one was a Duck Hodges year. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was Ben at the end. It was, you know, I mean, these were not – the Eagles last year where you're winning by 40 in the right. second half. And just yeah. pin your ears back. 11. But that's Burns' problem, too. Yeah. They, don't have, they don't play a lot of leads either. 11 is Danielle Hunter. Yeah, he's really different. Like, I, I was listening to a podcast that had some really nerdy pass rush stuff on there that if you teach your kids to be a pass rusher, don't ever watch Daniel Hunter tape because <laughs> he just is totally unorthodox and just an ultra-athletic freak that just does whatever he wants and makes it work. Ten is Vaughn Miller. Still, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. Nine is Trey Hendrickson. I'd have Miller over Hendrickson. I would, too. I know he's been really – I'll be honest. The Bengals signed him two years ago. I'm like, they're going to regret that. You know, I would have kept Lawson. That was the same year. And Hendrickson's bigger. But he got better. I mean, he got better with Cincy than he was with New Orleans. It's been a really good signing for him. Part of it's – I forget who Again, they're playing with more leads, though. They are. They are. Yeah. And – He's a really good player. I forget, someone that I listen to says he looks like a long snapper, and he kind of does. You know, like he doesn't stand out, like yeah. the super long arms, lean waist. He just kind of looks like a dude, um, you know, just walking around. And I, maybe I hold that against him because the production's strong. But him versus Von Miller to me is not really close. No. Eight is Rashawn Gary with the Packers. 
He was a little bit out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But he came on like gangbusters. I mean, after doing nothing at Michigan, really unproductive. And then this past two years ago, he really stepped up, and then he was great, and then he got hurt for the rest of the year. So he was a big loss for them. Super talented. Seven is Hassan Reddick with the Eagles. Yes. Sure. But another part-time yeah, player. Right. And he's really just a fastball. I mean, he's like 235 pounds, too. Yeah. You'd love to have him. I mean, like the Chiefs would kill like for him. Like they shouldn't the just Bills. call they shouldn't call these edge rankings. They should just call these pass rush rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're giving a lot of credence to stopping the run and yeah. playing first and ten against Derrick Henry. I love I love Reddick, and he's finally being used right, but he's little. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's de- like he, they're not. He's a designated pass. If he were with the Steelers, and the Steelers didn't have. Highsmith, mm-hmm. he would not be able to do Highsmith's job. It'd be a rotational thing. It'd be, thing a, rota- it'd be a rotation. It'd be very valuable. You'd love yeah. to have him, and he's worth the money he's making because what he does is hard to find, but he's in the perfect situation. Tier one. So, so how many are in there? Six, six guys. Okay. Number I'm sure six we is, know the names. Yeah, the six orders. is Joey Bosa. I, I'm glad he's last because I was about to say I'm not sure I can put him in tier one. The consistency just isn't there as much. It's, it really isn't. And yeah. I don't know that he's as hard to play against as the next five guys you're going to mention. Five is Max Crosby. He belongs. Yeah. I'm very sold. The thing about Crosby, I bet he's played more snaps than anyone on this list the last two or three years. I mean, he, like, never leaves the field. And there's some stereotype involved. But go look at his combine numbers. They're off the charts. Yeah. You know, much like Watts. You know I mean? Like, people don't think of them as great athletes. He's a phenomenal athlete. And they don't play with many leads either. And, but, you know, that's why they drafted a DN in the first round. He gets doubled every snap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's the only good defensive player they have. Four is TJ Watt. Probably Watt, yeah. The top three are really, really good. So, I mean, if anyone's out there like, how can Watt not be in the top one or two? The competition's so tough at those top four to me that if you have a slightly down year – you get dinged. Yeah. You know, if Nick Bosa would have had a slightly down year, he'd have been four. You know, because of not even TJ's fault. You know, just injuries. Uh, three is Nick Bosa. Okay. We'll see him in week one. He's phenomenal. Two is Micah Parsons. One is Miles Garrett. I would have Parsons one. Yeah. 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 You know. I, Pro Football Focus loves Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Year in and year out. TJ Watt coming off of his <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year award. Yeah, he was the better player that I year. I think two was years behind – I think he was Miles too. They, he's been he's been the more productive player year in and year out until last year. We even I forget because they play, it came in the same draft. Mm-hmm. One was one, and one was late yeah. in the first round. And Watt far like Watt has fifteen twenty more sacks than Garrett has, mm-hmm. and Watt didn't play as much as rookie year. Yeah, exactly. And, and I forget which one of us actually broke this down because I remember we did a segment on it and got a lot of tweets back. I mean, we broke it down like productivity per snap. Garrett versus Watt, you know, yeah. I mean, that was – and TJ blows him away for his career. Yeah, and and Garrett's highly productive. I'm I mean, not saying Garrett's a bad player No, I think he's all. on a Hall of Fame pace. He's yeah. a tremendous player. But if you look at efficiency per snap, TJ beats him pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the stuff of, well, you know, Miles Garrett gets doubled more. TJ Watt gets doubled a lot. No, I don't think that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure anyone gets doubled more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they both get doubled a ton. For that reason, though, I am considering picking Garrett as my defensive player of the year because I think he's got a lot more around him finally. And he's phenomenal. I mean, I know people around here don't like him, and they're going to compare him to TJ, and they remember the Rudolph incident, and heck, he's a Brown. I mean, you can't give him any respect. But it's hard to get past the lying thing. 
I'm not saying I want them to be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Lying liars lie. That's what they do. I just If you're drawing up a defensive end in the lab, he looks exactly like that oh, guy. Oh, there's no doubt. He's there's really no doubt. special. Yeah. Or he looks like one of the Boses. Or, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That's what they look I like. Mean, Garrett's 270 or something, though. I mean, he's a freak to look at with big shoulders and, you know, bulging, yeah. you know. But, no, it's being fourth on that list is an honor. I mean, I it's, mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, a pretty impressive list, list and it shows you – I mean, there aren't many teams that have two guys on this list. No. I'm trying to think who does. Well, they, they the, now have the Browns with their, with their two guys. you got the – Who's the other Brown? The Zedaria Smith. Oh, I forgot he's I a Brown. I don't know that he's, he's – Bengals have two. Higher than he should be. Yeah, the Bengals have two. Eagles have three. The Eagles have three, but they're all part-time players. Right, right. Commanders have two. The Chargers had two. Bills had two. Rousseau and no, Von Miller. Oh, yeah. Right. You're right. right. But they – Hard to count on. Yeah. So, so they are. Yeah. Interesting. You know, and, the, and those are the good pass rushes in the mm-hmm. league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not makes surprisingly. Sense. No, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, breaking on here with one, you know, again, Max and the Crosbys is basically the entire Raiders defense. Oh, I know. I mean, that guy, you know, what if he was a chief? I mean, he might yeah. have six more sacks. I mean, he, he might be number good. one on the list. He might be number one on that list. Because he'd have, you know, a 20-sack season. The one thing about Parsons, and I think people know me well enough that, hey, who's he remind you of? I'm not going to say Jim Brown. I'm not going to say <laughs> Jerry Rice. But in a Lawrence Taylor-like manner, Micah Parsons is I can't as, go there. as tenacious. I mean, I'm just talking about every snap. He plays so hard. And – I give him all the credit in the world. I, I didn't see that guy coming out of Penn State. I mean, he loves the game and is nasty. That he's he's my one. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying he's Lawrence Taylor. I'm just saying the, the ferociousness that he plays with every Lawrence snap. Taylor or, was he's the best defensive player. Best, of best yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's just a, a, he's number one. Yeah. Otherworldly human. They they brought him in from Mars or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's crazy about him is he took the league by storm. I was like, oh, he's a linebacker. He's not a linebacker. We're going to block him with. <laughs> Clint Didier and some tight ends in the league, or you know, we'll put a back on him, and then the whole league realized we can't do that. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. He's gonna get, he's gonna kill your quarterback. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyways, let's take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. That was the Pro Football Focus Edge Rusher it's a rankings. Good group. Yeah, really good group. Um, and that's you know, those guys get paid. Oh yeah, big time. And they're just freaks. Yeah, just freaks of of nature, uh, forces of nature. Uh, but so is this break that we have to take. So uh, we are live from the Steelers OTA sessions here, uh, where the Steelers are going through uh, OTA session number eight. I'm not counting that team activity. That no, my pursuit is reaching on field one. stuff. Right. Counts you only play football. Yeah, absolutely. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Did they have helmets on for that activity. I don't probably think so. not. Well, maybe when they were riding the go karts. <laughs> okay, maybe. I don't know if they make them do that. But uh, we'll be back with more on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson, and we are live at Steelers OTA sessions here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. And, uh, Matt, I, uh, I just wanted to uh, go over some of the, the news here around the league real quick. Yeah, mentioned. I feel out of touch. I don't know what's been going on the last day or two. As, uh, as uh, you and Mike alluded to earlier, uh, it looks like Brock Purdy on schedule to yeah. be ready for the opener. But what that means, I don't know. So I host a podcast with the Locked on 49ers host, and we talk a lot of Steelers and 49ers, but it's a national show. And he very, very much believes that they look at Purdy as the one. That This is their favorite. Out of the mind. I think they're crazy, I think they're and we minds. fight about this all the time. I'm like, I think he might be third on my list of the guys you have. But they love him. Shanahan loves him. If he can go, he's convinced he will be the starter, no matter what. 
That being said, he's a very limited arm talent guy to begin with, coming off a of surgery. And with all respect to Joe Burrow, I mean, Joe Burrow and that entire offense, except for their left guard in the preseason, played Didn't zero play. snaps yeah. before the Steelers came, before they played the Steelers in week one. This could be the same type of situation. You know, like if, you, if you're not going to play Purdy, are you playing Trent Williams? Are you playing a lot I was, of these? I was yeah. about to say the same thing. I bet McCaffrey, I bet Williams, maybe Ayuk and Debo, certainly Kittle. Kittle yeah. They may not play a snap in week one. Not that TJ Watt's going to play a bazillion. But your quarterback needs to play with kind of a, with a starting O line yeah. too. And That's a, there's a difference between having defensive guys sit out, right, and having offensive guys because offense Especially is so time, it's so timing based. Right, right, right. O linemen need to play together. And why would you play Trent Williams? He's, just, yeah. I mean, he's the best guy in the league, and he's proven he's old. old. <laughs> right, right, right. So even if Purdy, where I was going with this is, it might remind me of Burrow. Is okay. They announced Purdy's a starter. He's 100. percent We love him. But will he have played any preseason snaps before he walks it. into town here? I would doubt it. And he ain't Joe Burrow. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and it didn't go well at all for Burrow either. He was sacked, what, six times in that game? I mean, I can see a similar situation. I don't know. I, I, I have great, great, great respect for Shanahan as a play caller, as an offensive designer. But I think there is some hubris there that I can make this – I just want my joystick out there on the field. Let me control the game and just do what I say, and Purdy's that guy. You know, he's yeah. a paint-by-numbers dude. Without a doubt. Uh, there's also news on another quarterback that the Steelers are going to face early. Uh, there's a report out there that Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to be ready for training camp Okay. with the Raiders. It doesn't even move the needle for me that much. I mean, obviously, he's a zillion times better than Hoyer and McConnell, the draft pick. But I don't think Garoppolo is a very good player. I mean, right. f- frankly, I mean, if he were still a Niner and it was Garoppolo or Purdy, I'd be like, eh, either one's fine. You know, I mean, I don't think either one's great. I think I, uh, Garoppolo's better than Purdy. I mean, I think so, too. But, yeah. I mean, in the Raiders system now with one good lineman blocking for him, and I, I don't – I think the Steelers have a quarterback advantage in that game when it's all when that game rolls around. Yeah, uh, there were some uh, thoughts that T.J. Watt might be on the cover of Madden this year. It's oh, jo- really? It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Okay, interesting. If the Madden curse is still alive, say, does that still exist? That was my I, next question. Yeah, I, don't I know, know if you're it not does a gamer. Not. I mean, I'm not either. It did five or six years ago or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Allen, I guess, is as good a pick as any. I mean, he's a superstar. He is, but, uh, I, you know, if I'm the Bills, I'm like, oh, no. Because <laughs> more guys – I mean, even if it's not – hasn't been – you know, the streak isn't current, mm-hmm. it's it, there. It was a thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was people talk about it. I'm sure he's getting asked about it as we well, speak. And the know? thing is, for the NFL, you know, it, to have – to get the, on the cover of Madden, you have to be a star. Right. And you had to be a star the previous season, probably even the previous two seasons. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me. TJ is even brought up. Yeah, I mean, and to, but to 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 do that, you have to play a lot of games or play the majority of the games. And if you play the majority of the games a year in and year out in the NFL, your odds increase each year that you're going to get hurt. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, it's just right, right, right. I see what you're saying. I mean, the yeah. curse. There's actually some logic behind. There's some. It. Yeah, right. I mean, you've you got to play a lot of three games years in yeah. a row. Chances are, fourth one won't be or whatever. And, and right. it's a young man's game. There's no doubt about. It. I mean, we went over that that list of the, the top 30 players over 30 uh, yesterday. And every one of those guys has something in their background. It's very rare that mm-hmm. you get you get you get to thirty in this league and haven't missed some time. Yeah, right. I mean, even Aaron Donald last year missed a chunk. And frankly, Allen, 
I think he played through stuff he shouldn't oh, have. Yeah. I remember that elbow injury. People thought it might have shut him down for the year, and he played the rest of the year not quite as well. I mean, I give him all the credit in the world, but it's just it's a brutal game. It really is. Uh, John Harbaugh said he expects Gus Edwards to be fully ready at training camp. He's not doing anything. Mm, I kind of forgot I he was banged running up. running back situation is. I think it's make or break time for Dobbins. Yeah. I, I expect him to have a good year, but I'm a little shocked they don't have another guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, fine, as much as you want to run the football, right, and they right, can right. say that you're going to completely revamp the offense. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to run the ball. That's what they mm-hmm. do. Like, I would much rather have Warren than Gus Edwards. Yeah. I mean, it's an all-around back. Because the thing is, you know, people look at the, the Ravens running backs, and, well, that you know, these guys, they all go in there and they average five yards a carry. They average five yards a carry because of Lamar. Oh, and say the Bears ones are going to too as well. I mean, right. Yeah, I mean because you're so your your edges are crashing mm-hmm. with the idea that we got to keep that guy in the pocket. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to give up runs to the to the running backs. Dobbins was so odd to me last year, and we we won't hide it. We loved him coming out of yeah. Ohio State. I mean, but his injury was massive, and even I think it was a Steeler game. He broke off a somewhat long run and then had a like limp to the I end. I would say yeah. he's got a real. Hitching his giddy up, and even though he was highly productive when he came back, he didn't run naturally. He looked like he yeah. was dragging one leg behind him almost. And hopefully for him, he's better now. But that was a really gruesome injury yeah. for him. My thinking is though, if Lamar doesn't run quite as much this year, mm-hmm. you know, let's say he they they scale his running back twenty five percent. Yeah, are you going to crash quite the same way? Probably not. And sell out on, on the on stopping Lamar from running yeah. the ball as you normally would have. And this is more of a fantasy nugget, but that's why I'm so intrigued with Jonathan Taylor this year. Because imagine Jonathan Taylor with in the Herbert or Dobbins role, yeah. you, you know, and with those quarterbacks. I mean, he's so much better than those guys. I yeah, mean, he's a brute. Absolutely. But uh, well, it's the top of the hour. We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the drive here from uh, Steeler OTAs at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with hour number two right after this.